Thanks to 1-800-Flowers for supporting my show. 24 multicolored roses plus a free vase for $34.99 is an amazing offer, but prices will be going up, so order before Friday. To order 24 multicolored roses plus a free vase for $34.99, go to 1-800-Flowers.com, click the radio icon, and enter code DREAMJOB. Hurry. Offer expires Friday. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. I'm so excited to do another pop-up workshop tonight, six o'clock Eastern Standard Time. It is called The Confidence Code. Three steps to ditch your imposter syndrome and you're gonna step into your power, step into your purpose. You can join me on Zoom for 90 minutes tonight. Plus, you're going to get a beautiful workbook. It's only $17. If you can't make it live, we will send you the replay. You can sign up at kathyhoe.com slash confidence code. Are you guys excited? I'm so excited because this is the number one topic that I always see stands in people's way. This feeling of who am I to do this? Who am I to do this? I'm like, who are you not to do this? You've been assigned. You have gifts. Those gifts are meant to be shared. Let's go. So I'll see you guys tonight, six o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Come join me for the confidence code. You can go to kathyheller.com slash confidence code to sign up, get your seat. $17 will be on Zoom together live. We'll have a dance party. We'll leave some time for Q&A. It's going to be super fun. All right. Well, I can't wait for you guys to hear today's episode because it's on a topic we haven't really touched on yet. Rick Mulready is here to teach you a lot about business, but also specifically how to use Facebook ads to grow your revenue and how to set up the foundation of your business, which is obviously really important. Rick is an online business coach, ads expert, lifestyle entrepreneur, and podcaster. I think a lot of you can really resonate with his story. He worked in the corporate world for many, many years. And even though he was grateful for the very stable income, it was not fulfilling. And he was tired of building someone else's dream. In just a few years, he built an incredible life by coaching online course creators and coaches on how to scale their business while working less. And he really has some great advice when it comes to mindset, sales and marketing systems and processes. So you're definitely going to want to take some notes for this one because it is jam packed with really valuable information. You should also go listen to his podcast, The Art of Online Business. It's a one-stop shop for practical tips, actionable strategies, detailed case studies, and everything else you need to build an online business and a life that lights you up. Similar to Carrie's episode last week, this is a bonus session that we did in my program Made to Do This. So I show up and Made to Do This every single week for 12 weeks and I teach you the step-by-step process to going from idea to income in 12 weeks. But we also have all these incredible guest bonus sessions and people come in and our students get to be with them live and interact with them and ask them questions. So if you want to be with us for conversations like this and have your chance to talk to these guest experts, then you need to join the next cohort. We're actually going to be letting people enroll early next week check your email. If you're on my email list, we're going to be doing a special price and we're going to be doing a special bonus for those of you who do the flash presale to made to do this. If you want to go check it out, wink, wink, you can go to made to do this.com and check it out. You will then be in on the special price and the bonuses. But I will tell you this, when we launch again in June, the price is going up by a thousand dollars and it's going to be, and those bonuses will no longer be there. So if you want a sneak peek, you can go to made to do this.com and check it out. All right. Now, without further ado, please welcome the awesome Rick Mulready. Hi. Hi, everybody. I'm so happy that you're here. So I thought it would be really cool to hear your story a little bit. Yeah. So I like so many people, like I was in the corporate world. I was in corporate online advertising for 13 years and working for big brands. I started out at AOL, worked for Yahoo for a couple of years, worked for uh, Funny or Die, which is Will Ferrell's platform, worked for another platform. It was all I was selling online advertising. And so I've sold video, text links, search, banner ads back when they were like super basic. So I did all that stuff for a long time and working with these big brands. And I had clients who were the big brands as well. And so I don't know why, but I always had that entrepreneurial push. 
And I think it's because of, I don't like to be told what to do. And so I was like, I want to do my own thing. And so about 10 years ago, 2010, I started thinking about, you know what, I'm kind of done with this corporate world, nothing wrong with it. I just wasn't enjoying it. And the funny thing is I was making a lot of money in the corporate world, just making a few hundred thousand dollars a year, but I still wasn't happy. I was like, just didn't align with me. And so then in 2010, I found this guy online who had this website and he had it online and he was making money from selling these little products. I reached out to him, asked him if he would like teach me what he was doing. And so, yeah, it was, that was my first coach charged me 500 bucks a month. And then it was like, all right, well, what do you want to do? And I was like, I don't know. I just don't want to do what I'm doing right now. And then he said, well, if you could help me right now in my business, what would that look like? And I said, well, advertising, because that was my background, right? But then we just kind of dialed it in. He said, well, what about Facebook ads? Because you know, advertising, Facebook ads, and, and the ability to build a community on Facebook. And this is back in the, in the glory days where like you build a community, you post in your, on your page and people right. actually see it. Right. Right. So long story short, I was like, all right, I'm going to go in on that. I started teaching myself ads, et cetera. And then I ended up leaving the corporate world in not that I know the date or time or anything like that, but September 30th, 2012. It was a Friday and I was out of there. But here's the thing. I told myself that I needed to, number one, I needed to get out of debt before making that jump. And I was $70,000 in debt. And the second thing is, is I wanted to have a, a safety net basically. And I pulled the number out of like, all right, I want $100,000 in the bank and be out of debt. And then I'll, then I'll, then I'll leave corporate. And I was able to achieve that thankfully. And then I left and I was like, Holy cow, what the heck am I doing? And so fast forward, you know, over the years, I have really started to, to gain steam in 2014, January, 2014 started doing webinars. I was teaching Facebook ads. I launched with a Facebook ads online course. And then I started, I made the mistake of serving Online businesses, then it was like, oh, you should serve local businesses. Okay, cool. Local businesses. Then it was like, you should serve ad managers. Okay, cool. You know, shiny object, shiny object. I'm sure no one here can relate to that, right? And so I started chasing it all. And before I knew, I had five different offers that, and I was like, I was making good money. I was very fortunate and very thankful to hit seven figures in four years. However, I will say this it came at the expense of my relationships came at the expense of my relationship with my wife. And it came at the expense of, I think, most importantly, my health, both physical and emotional. And I got really low, very dark place. I don't want to do this anymore. So something needed to change. And so that's when I started to like, you know what? Seven figures isn't worth it if this is what I have to do to do it. And by the way, and this is a big thing I'm, I'm, I coach with my students is like, Seven figures is just a number, right? Like that number for me at, back then was like, I've made it or I'm successful at seven figures. So like, that's so ironic, right? It's like, really? Like what? If you're not making whatever, 40, 50K a year, that's not successful? No, that is, right? And that's success is different for everybody. And so, so that was like the starting the evolution of, okay, how do I 
continue to scale the business while working less and having more of a life and taking care of myself. And then in 20, I think it was the next year, 2018, I started to see in my more closer coaching programs where people were coming with what they thought were Facebook ad problems, meaning I'm running ads to this lead magnet, but no one's opting in. No, it's not working or my costs are way too high. Fix my ads. And it was nine times out of 10, it wasn't the ads. And it's one thing we're going to talk about here today. It's the, they didn't understand the foundational marketing stuff, meaning they didn't understand their perfect customer. They didn't understand truly like what their pain points are, what their challenges are. They didn't understand how they were uniquely helping them. And so it was hardly ever an ads problem. It was way more of like, you're not solving the problem that they are telling you that they have. And I loved talking about that stuff. Like I've been teaching ads for so long. I could teach ads to anybody, but, and I love to do it. I also love teaching mindset. I love teaching systems and processes. I love teaching like, how do we have an amazing business that is successful for whatever success looks like to you and doing it while working less. And then of course, things even evolved even more when my daughter was born two years ago, I have a two-year-old daughter named Maya. And then that shifted even more so, meaning like I want to work even less while continuing to grow the business. And so that's really what I do in the business where I coach online course creators and uh, coaches how to scale their business while working less. And we focus on basically the three key areas that I just mentioned. Mindset, number one, because as I always say, mindset is 80% of the success of our online business. Then it's the sales and marketing ads and funnels and all that fun stuff. Then we get into systems and processes, right? So how do we create more freedom based on what we're doing and so that we can remove more of ourselves from the business while it's still growing and just have an amazing experience within the overall business so that you can have, I call it the optimized CEO so that you have this amazing business, but yet you're building your business around your life, not the other way around. I loved every second of it. I'm not surprised at all that you're consistently as successful as you are because that story had so much heart and vulnerability in it. And that is so rare and you are so genuine and boy, are you abundant? Like, I love that at every level you're like, hang on, there's an even more expansive way to show up for this life. Hang on this can be even more abundant than so many people would have gotten to that place. And that's part of why your soul was in pain. Cause you're like, if this is getting to the castle and this is all there is, this sucks. And then you were able to see beyond that, which is so massive because your ability to be as grounded and open as you just were. And the fact that you then kept going in that story, you're, you're already taking so many people with you to have real success and a better quality of life. I'm literally so engrossed and blown away. Wow. You know, the interesting thing that happened, so two different things. Number one is after hitting the seven figures after four years, number one, I hit it. And then this is going to sound really weird, but shortly after that, I was like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I was super grateful. I loved it. 
But then right after that, I was like, uh, okay, now what? And it's like, that comes from just having some arbitrary number that you're going after, right? Right. The second thing was that my revenue had kind of dropped a little bit after that, achieving that goal. And it kind of leveled off there. And so through a lot of work, what I realized was that my subconscious was telling me that in order for you to have that kind of success, you have to go through all those things of course, in order to do it. And so I was like, my subconscious was sabotaging the growth because it was saying like, you have to suffer, your health has to suffer, et cetera. And so once I get clear on that, and then I, I really, I don't know, it's, it's kind of like, I, I see like the expansion you're talking about, Kathy, and I see it in the, I have two monitors and looking at the chat box. And the expansion, I think, really went to the whole, a whole new level after I got clear on the whole revenue goal and why I'm doing what I'm doing. Because I'll be honest, at first it was like, I just want to make a whole lot of money. But then again, I did it. And then it was like, okay, now what? And I'll never forget, I grew up in small town, New Hampshire, very, you know, blue collar family. My dad was an auto mechanic. My mom was a children's librarian and, you know, the whole money doesn't grow on trees, lack mindset, you know, rich people are evil. Ooh, that BMW driver, you know, like whatever, you know, I I went through all that, just like so many of us. And so I was sitting in my living room where I grew up and my mom still lives there. I'll never forget. I saw my dad come in from work where he was an auto mechanic and he was all hunched over and he was carrying uh, his little lunchbox that he took to work every day. And he was literally in physical pain from his work, right? Like from hunched over, being hunched over cars all day. And I saw that pain and I saw that time and time again. My dad was diagnosed with colon cancer when I was 25. He was 45. And over the next 10 years, he fought colon cancer. He passed away in, 90, in 1997. So he was 55 years old and I was 15. He passed away when I was 25. And literally the stress from his job shortened his life. That is so sad. And so it was that like realizing that I'm like, that's my why right there. It took all those years in order to realize that. And it was, I don't want other people to go through that. If I can have any kind of impact on people and show them, because my whole goal right now is to do this, is to show other people that money, like it's abundant. You can have a big impact. You can make a lot of money. It doesn't require you to work, you know, 16 hours a day and all this other stuff that you can have this balance and you can be an example for your kids. Like my whole thing, I, she's literally outside my window right now on the, <laughs> on the patio there. I want to be an example to her that this is possible, right? And so that's where my whole why comes in and why I do mm. what I do. It's amazing. So. And as you were saying it, we spend so much time in this program talking about resistance and yeah. so many of us have had this belief that in order to make money, in order to receive love, in order to earn anything, we have to leave it all on the table. So part of us yeah. feels like, yeah, I'm not going to kill myself because in order to make that much, I would literally have to die. I'd have to walk yeah. on my knees 
as Mary Oliver says, for a thousand miles in the desert, as if that's the way that it works. And so often now in my peer group, I see people who've had to go through that dark night of the soul, but then found a whole other way of, of living this life. People believe that when they create abundance for themselves, they took something from someone else, but really the more abundance you create, you just created more expansion in the world. You have more money to put back into the world. You can hire more people. You can be a a stand for other people to do this thing. It's amazing. And I want to go into, cause, cause he, I'm like already, like I'm sitting here and I'm like, I'm going to text Rick and see if he, if I can get in his coaching program. I'm like so moved by your, because your message is unique. Like a lot of people will say like, I'm going to teach you how to make money. But when you're like, no, 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 I'm going to teach you how to make money and have a life. And so you, you don't live to work, right? You, you have work and then you really live. So can we talk about how the hell have you learned that we can actually do that? What are some of the steps that make that possible? Yeah. And like I said, I, I had to go through things to like the, the, the crap, if you will, to get there, to figure out how to do that. But like we've been talking about here, the foundation is the mindset part. Because when I started out, I was the, with the very common, like, who the heck am I to do this? Who am I to teach Facebook ads? No one knows who I am. I didn't have an email list. I didn't have a platform. I had a podcast back then, but it was completely irrelevant to Facebook ads. And so I was starting literally with nothing in the online space. And I was like, there's the Mari Smiths and the Amy Porterfields and like people who literally wrote, you know, Facebook marketing for dummies book out there. And I'm like, who am I to be doing this stuff? So I had to get over that number one and realize like, who one. am I not to be doing it? Right. And then I'll never forget, I had a conversation with somebody very early on. I was like, like, how am I different from everybody else? And when you're first starting out, yeah, imposter syndrome, Bernadette said, absolutely. When I was starting out, this person said to me, well, you are you and you're unique and you're Eunice, right? Like no one can, no one can take that from you. And so that's what I built on basically. And I started to learn how to teach. And so once I get over that imposter syndrome, and by the way, all this mindset stuff, guys, like I've been doing this for a long time now, and I am always working on mindset for myself, right? It's a journey. And so it's not like, all right, I've reached that point where I'm totally good now. I can move on to the next thing. No, like we've been talking about expansion and stuff like that. You just expand to a new level, which our mindset number one, helps us get there, but also introduces a new, like an evolution of the mindset in order to expand from there. Yeah. And so the other thing with that is, and it's talking about like the foundational stuff, yeah. right? I see so often that the people that have the biggest problems starting to grow their business is that they don't truly understand their perfect customers. And the whole ICA, the ideal customer avatar gets thrown around all the time. I actually want to challenge I want to take it a step further. So ICA is generally somebody that we make up, right? So it's Kathy and, you know, 35 years old and a couple kids and commutes to work for 25, you know, like it's that sort of thing, but it's like a fictional person, if you will, where we're just making up. Well, I want to challenge you to actually like, who is this person based on what you actually know? Because for most of you, 
it's a previous version of yourself, right? You're helping somebody through your passion about where you once were. So now it's become really real. So we're not making anything up now. Now we look at, all right, what challenges were you going through? What pain points were you going through? Whatever it is that you're teaching, if you're teaching, let's give me a niche. Anything. How to create a podcast. How to create a podcast. All right. So if you're a current podcaster and you want to teach people how to create a podcast, think back to when you were trying to figure out how to create a podcast and you're like, holy cow, I don't even know where to start. What microphone do I get? What, you know, all this other stuff. And so put yourself in that position. And now you can start to look at, oh, these are the challenges that I was having. These are the pain points I was having. This is why I wanted to do it so much. This is one of the impact, but I had no idea where to start. And you can start to look at what was my identity at that time. I was a aspiring podcaster, right? You can call your that person like, the aspiring podcaster. And then these are the things that, that I'm feeling, that I'm thinking, you know, if they super want to start a podcast, like what's keeping them up at night, right? And you can still name that person in the age range or whatever, which is helpful, but you got to get so much deeper than that. And so then from there, okay, the, where are you trying to get people to? So if you're teaching people how to create a podcast, well, What's the result? What's the promise that you're, have, you're helping them through your work, whether it's coaching or a course or whatever it is? Where are they trying to get to? Well, they're very likely trying to get to where you are right now. So again, you can create that identity of, I am a person who has a great podcast up on Apple Podcasts. I'm producing consistent content, et cetera, et cetera. Now we have a clear picture of who we want to target, the problems that we can solve for them, and the whole gap from where they are now to where they want to get to, you help them cross that gap. Now you can get into like ads, for example, because you have that understanding. But most people say, and I love it. I mean, they're like, I just want to jump into ads. and I want to like start setting things up. Okay, great. I love the enthusiasm, but we got to do the foundational work first. How do we solve that problem? So, you know, how do we start building our audience? How do we start start attracting those perfect customers? Well, like what's a, you know, we you know, lead magnet, common term, what's something that we can create that can give our aspiring podcaster a really quick win? What if it were like a checklist of everything that an aspiring podcaster needs to do? in order to get their podcast up on Apple Podcasts. Like one sheet, a checklist, that's a huge value for somebody. All they have to do is like go down the list or check in the box. You want to give them a quick win, like they, that they can start doing and they can consume in 15 to 20 minutes and they can take the first action based on what you've just given them. Gone are the days of like a 42-page ebook or something like that, because what happens is we download it. Where does it go? It goes, sits on our computer, you know? So that's the foundation first. It's spending our time. This is the biggest thing. Another huge thing I coach on is spending your time on the right, quote unquote, types of activities that's going to move your business forward. I just did an audit this morning for one of our accelerator members where he submitted four days. I have everybody do a time audit. Like, where are you spending your time? And he was spending 
I think he had like nine hours of over four days uh, where he was editing video. And I was like, no, dude, <laughs> no, you can hire somebody very inexpensively to edit your video, you know, and he teaches Christians how to start an online ministry, right? So that's his expertise. He needs to be out there creating, he has a podcast, creating content, for, like helping his existing customers, not editing video, you know? So it's, what are we focusing on? So good. And I love it because everybody who is in made to do this, we've got kind of gone through this journey, right? Of like, yeah. Seth Godin, who's my mentor, he always says, Kath, it's radical empathy. You know, like, don't yeah. just make dinner for someone. Find out, are they vegan? Are they kosher? Are they gluten-free? Yeah. Then make the dinner, right? Like, who are you making it for? Like, let's make sure we know. And yeah. then we can we can hit that bullseye. And so they've gone through that process. And, and this is so essential. And so bringing it up to what you just said, that's perfect. Because at least in Made to Do This, that's where people are now. But I asked this of Christy Wright. I said, what's the most important activity to go do? And she's like, get a client, right? Like yeah. go yeah. serve somebody. Like, cause what you said before, it's very often people will be like, oh, I'm working on my website and I'm writing yeah. you know, more copy. And it's like, okay, wait a second. You know, where yeah. are you right now with serving a human and beta testing it and getting better at it? And yes. listening? So what do you think of that? Like when you say where to be spending your time for someone who's starting out, it's so scary, Rick. Like it's so scary to go and raise your hand, put your shingle out there. But yeah. but how do we do that? And what are the things to do while we're doing it? How do we start to discern? Okay, this is a good thing. It gives me a chance to practice. This is trash. This is yep. treasure. How do we yep. do that well, that process? Yeah. So first of all, before I answer that, I love the whole concept of radical empathy. I love that so much. And to be honest with you, like so many people... Look, everybody, people are craving empathy right now. They're craving connection. They're craving authenticity in the current state of the world. This is what people want. You want to know what's gonna, what can separate you from everybody else? Just have radical empathy. As sad as that sounds, that will set you apart. The trick comes in where you are providing that radical empathy, but then provide that radical empathy at scale, meaning like, how do I help more people That's while it. still continue that level of radical empathy, you know? And so granted, that's a little bit down the road once you start to start to grow and expand. Now, yes, a hundred percent. I literally had an answer to Instagram DM right before we get on from somebody. She went through one of my launches last year and uh, went through another one shortly after that. Nothing changed from launch number one to launch number two. She didn't purchase the program at the time. She kept asking the same types of questions, okay? And here we are literally six months later, she's in the exact same spot. And it was that question, what should I be doing? In what order should I be doing? And I'm like, oh my gosh, we've been having this question or we had this conversation six months ago. Why are we still on that? And that was my answer, Kathy. It was like, you need to stop overthinking it. You have a way to help people. It's you've got to get a customer. Like, that's it. And the easiest thing to do is to just do coaching. Just do one-on-one -on -one coaching to start out. Most people want, they're like, I want an evergreen. I want to turn this into evergreen. You know, it's because 
People want to sit on the beach and have money raining down on them, right? We all do, right? But we got to get there first. And so it's do whatever you can do to get a customer. One of the easiest ways for, and it's not easy, I'm not saying that, but a simple strategy for doing that is go find Facebook groups where your audience, your perfect customers are hanging out. Now, what I'm not saying is go in there and start spamming them with like, hey, here's my scheduling. Hey, I can help you. No, go in there and be an expert. Go in there and help people. Remember radical empathy. Oh my God, that person is, is suffering with whatever that you know challenge is. I can help them. This is not necessarily at that point, like, hey, I'll DM you and take the conversation over here. You show up as an expert, help add value, add value. I guarantee that that is going to be noticed. And then people will DM you outside of that. You're not DMing them. They're reaching out to you. And then you can start to build that relationship. And I mean, people think like, I love that you brought up, Kathy, like the whole website thing. I had the worst website literally until November of last year. Right. It is not important. It is not yeah. important. Yeah. What you're saying yeah. is so it's such a powerful tool. And Jasmine Starr, who's a mutual yeah. friend of ours, she that's what she told me about when she started is like she was doing photography, but then she would give people advice about Instagram. She's like, oh, you could do this. You could do that. And people were like, she's so nice and she's so helpful. And she's like, oh, is this a thing? Is this what I'm? people want me to do this? Like, And then yeah. she just started doing more of it, right? It was just yeah. like kind of organic because she was showing up and and that's honestly, that's how you're, I would have wanted you to be here anyway, but it was such a, you literally came to me and you're like, oh, how can I help? And you were genuine about it. And I was like, this guy is so sweet and so nice. Like I, I want to bring him on and, and help you and support and that- you and shine a light on you. I love this conversation, but let's just take a quick ad break and thank our sponsor. There's a lot of ways to define a mother, but I think a mother is someone who loves with all her heart. So whether it's your mom, your stepmom, or a strong mom figure, this Mother's Day, you could celebrate all the amazing women in your life with gorgeous bouquets from 1-800-Flowers.com. Right now, 1-800-Flowers is offering 24 multicolored roses plus a free vase for $34.99. They sent me such a beautiful bouquet of roses and I love them so much. They're so lovely. They stayed fresh for a really long time and it was just such a nice way to brighten up the house. I'd love to send a bouquet to the women in my life, my mom, my sister, because they're so important. And I think that they would really appreciate it. This gorgeous bouquet of two dozen roses is an assortment of bright colors guaranteed to show all the moms in your life just how much they're loved. All roses are picked at their peak. They're cared for every step of the way and shipped fresh to ensure lasting beauty. I highly recommend picking an early delivery date so your bouquet can arrive in time to make mom's special day. 24 multicolored roses plus a free vase for $34.99 is an amazing offer, but prices will be going up soon. So make sure to order today. To order 24 multicolored roses plus a free vase for $34.99, 99, go to 1-800-Flowers.com, click the radio icon and enter code DREAMJOB. That's 1-800-Flowers.com, code DREAMJOB. So we haven't really talked about Facebook ads. <laughs> I know, this- I've been blabbing here. No, no, you've been blabbing at Let's all. It's been amazing. It. But we haven't really gone into it ever. I think it's because I don't want to overwhelm people. And I feel like, yeah. oh, what if people assume they have to spend 50 grand a month on Facebook ads or something like yeah. that? But I do think that it is such an incredible tool. It's just so incredible. The fact that like so many human beings are on Instagram and Facebook. And so if we can learn that they're already segmented, they've already self-identified as having certain interests. And so we can sort of tap in and show up. So help us understand how to even begin to think about it. And what are some of the, the tools we need to build that? 
Well, the the little ninja thing that I've been doing is actually setting this conversation up because how to start thinking about it is exactly what we've just been talking about. The foundational marketing principles, that is how we begin thinking about our Facebook and Instagram ads, right? And by the way, if anytime I just say Facebook ads, I'm referring to both Facebook and Instagram. So before you even go into ads manager or business manager, you got to know your foundational marketing principles. All the stuff that we've been talking about is what you've got to understand first, right? Perfect customer, challenges and pain points. Then what you can do is you can do your targeting audience research because that's the gold when it comes to Facebook and Instagram ads. You can go into Facebook and Facebook has a free tool called Audience Insights. And you can type in Seth Godin, for example, or podcasting or whatever it is, whatever topic. And then if it's an option, it's either going to come up or it's not. But, you know, you put Seth Godin in and it's going to give you a whole list of other interests that are related to Seth Godin. Because you might come up with, hopefully, you've got your list that you've already just brain dumped, like, oh, Seth Godin, like, all right, whatever, Tony Robbins and blah, blah, blah. But then you might come up with another name or another business or something else that's completely related to your topic that you didn't, you're like, oh my God, that's a great one, right? So I call this data mining. And so it's like, all right, I'm going to put podcasting in and then I'm going to get my list of things, the the results that come up. I'm just going to whatever you want to do, right? I'm on a notebook, create a Google doc, et cetera. And then I'm going to take one of those results. So let's just say, we'll go back to the Tony Robbins just because it's easy. Oh, okay, cool. Tony Robbins is a result, right? So I'm going to go back in, replace Seth Godin with Tony Robbins. Now get Tony Robbins results. What we're doing here is we're just using this information to build a list of potential audiences that we can target on Facebook and Instagram. These are what we call the cold audiences, meaning if I target fans of Seth Godin, they don't know who I am, right? But if I target people who have been watching my videos, that's a warm audience because they're watching my videos uh, and that's a little bit more advanced, right? But the quickest thing, the easiest place to start is get building those audiences of people that are relevant to your audience. Okay. We talked about the lead magnet already giving a quick win. Those are the things we have to start out start with. Okay. Now, before we get any further, we do have to at least mention, and it is advanced. It's technical. It's super nutty, but we have to, I have to mention it. Apple's new iOS privacy update. I talked to Facebook last week they said their understanding is it's rolling out by the end of this month. But for those of you guys who don't know, the next version of Apple's iOS, like 14.5, I think it is, they call it the app tracking transparency framework. Blah, blah. Basically what's going to happen is Apple's going to pop up a box that says, I forget the wording, but like, do you want to allow Facebook to track your data or something like whatever that is, Right. Most people are going to say no. And they're like, no, I don't want this tracking. And so there's so many things that's going to affect. By the way, if you opt out of it, you're going to start getting crappy ads (laughs) that are completely irrelevant to you. I'm going to be getting dog food ads and I don't even have a pet, right? (laughs) Um, But as an advertiser, 
this is a big deal. So Facebook has come out that we need to do a couple different things, right? So we need to what we call verify our domain, verify our website domain. Um, and also we have to create and uh, prioritize our eight conversion events. I told you this was advanced. It's super, super weird. <laughs> I have, it is really weird guys. Like I'm not a techie person. I'm a Facebook ads person. And even me going through this, I was like, what are they talking about? And so uh, I did two recent episodes, Kathy, on the podcast. If people want to go listen, I outline all the steps you need to do. That's why I don't want to take the time. But you okay. do have to know if you're going to be advertising, you do need to be aware that this is upon us, right? Um, because it's going to do two things. It's going to affect uh, the reporting of conversions, meaning like sending an ad over to our lead magnet page to opt in for our lead magnet, our podcasting checklist, if you will, we have to be able to track how many people are actually opting in you know, for our lead magnet. So that's that's the first thing. The other thing is how the Facebook algorithm essentially is optimizing, again, a little bit more technical, but it's a big deal. Like it does affect us advertisers. So then we get into once we've done that work, like we have to do the foundational work first, then we can start getting into creating our ads. Okay. So the different ad types, Everyone always wants to know, like, should I create an image ad? Should I do a video ad? Should I do this? Should I do that? And my answer is yes, always, because you got to test. It's the worst answer in the world. However, if you're just starting out with ads, I would literally create a couple different images in Canva, totally free. And I would also grab your phone, record some short videos on there. Again, speaking to aspiring podcaster in our example here, you know their challenges, you know their pain points. You know, hey, if you're thinking about starting a podcast and you have no idea where to start, I got you covered. I put together a whatever 15 point checklist that all you have to do is follow step by step by step. Click this link here to download and you can get started on your podcasting today. Like I just made that up. And all I'm doing there is speaking to my target audience, my perfect customer. Everyone always wants to know, well, what should I say in my copy? Like, what would you say to somebody if you're sitting down for coffee? I'm a total coffee snob, so I always use coffee as an example. I'm sitting down for coffee with my customer. What would I tell, like, what would I speak to them, right? Like, this is don't overthink the copy. Yes, there's, you know, a little bit of, which I'll share in just a second, a little formula for it, but don't overthink it. And if you don't know, the words that your target audience is using, for example, I'm going to kick you right back to the Facebook group or a Facebook group where your target customer is hanging out. Look at the language that they're using. If you're in the knitting space and you teach knitting, go find Facebook groups on knitting. There's probably a million of them. And what's the language that people are using? Use that language in your ads, in your landing page, in your emails, what have you. So image, video, and then ad copy, right? You want people to think whether it's on video or in the copy, oh my God, they know me. It's like they're in my head. They know me what almost better than I do on understanding the problem, the frustration I'm having about creating a podcast, for example. That's what you want them thinking. But you can't do that until you go back to the foundational understanding your perfect customer, okay? Okay. Simple, simple formula for writing the copy 
in addition to like, it's as if you're sitting down for coffee with them. You want to start off with, some people call it a hook. Some people call it an angle. It's like, how am I getting their attention? Right. And so, and then also who are you speaking to? Now, what I'm not saying is you don't have to say like aspiring podcasters, colon, blah, blah, blah. Right. You're going to say, thinking about starting a podcast and have no idea where to start for my perfect customer, I just grab their attention because I'm speaking directly to them. Does that make sense? Gabby? Mm -hmm. Okay. The other thing when in that first couple of sentences, as we're catching their attention, you want to do this within the first three sentences. And the reason for that is because when you see the ad on mobile or on your desktop newsfeed, it's three sentences, then it kicks to that little more link. And then you got one to the image of the video. So you've got three sentences to catch their attention to want you want them to click that more button to read more of the, of the copy. Here's a quick question. What do you think is more important when creating your ad, the image or the video or the copy and the headline? What would you think? Mm -hmm image. That's exactly right. The reason is we're scrolling through, right? You got to get them to stop and you're going to do that by the biggest factor, the biggest element of the ad, which is the image or the video that you're creating. So catch their attention with the image or the video, then get them to read the copy. The headline is super important because it's the largest text of the ad and it's, again, it's, it's kind of like, it's a psychology. I don't know what you call it, but it's, it's almost like an order of thinking that people are processing, seeing the ad, catch their attention with the largest aspect, which is the image of the video. Then they'll likely see the headline. Oh, okay, cool. I want to read more of this. What's interesting is like, I'm curious your thoughts on it, but I mm -hmm. always tend to find that when everybody zigs, I like to zag. And yeah. so what I've noticed is that I cringe when I see photos that are really curated, cause I'm like, yes. oh, someone's trying to sell me something. I'm, I'm yeah. out, you know? Yep. So what, what's worked for us is uh, I'll use an image of me, like literally a picture I took of myself, yep. like with my phone. And I'm like sitting there, like, yeah. you know, looking sincere, like looking like myself. Yeah. And people are like, do I know her? Did we go to <laughs> high school together? Right? Like, well, why do you think that that works? Like, that's exactly, why do you think that works? Cause it's the opposite of what an ad usually is, which is like, this is my perfect headshot with the glamor. Like I just right. don't, but have you advised your students in that way as yes. well? Yeah. What are the types of pictures or videos do people share on Facebook for sure? And on Instagram, it's just authentic, natural, genuine pictures and video, right? Like, I love that you said, Katie, like, if I see something super curated or like a stock image or like this perfectly edited video with all, like you're just going to keep going because it's like, ding, 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 this is an ad. But, you know, some of my best video are some of my best ads, for example, that are videos are literally me holding my phone out in front of me, walking down the sidewalk yeah. with a, with a coffee in my hand, just talking. Like it's because that type of content is native to the platform. Native right. to Facebook, native to 
Instagram. Well, that's cool to hear you say that because I actually didn't know what your answer was going to be. But the other thing about that is in the copy, whenever I've written ad copy, I literally pull out my phone. I go to the notes. I take a deep breath and I just write my story. And why did it work when you sat down here today and within the first eight minutes, everybody was like, oh, my heart just literally opened and I really like him. It was because you shared with us, you were like, well, here's the journey. And then it got to this point. And then when that happened, I was like, I was really kind of considering being done like with everything, which is a really brave, really honest thing to say. And I'm going to throw this question to you. Now mm-hmm. I feel like I'm leading the witness, but I really want to know what you would say. I have found for myself, one of our best converting ads, I literally wrote in the first, the headline was like 10 years ago, I was depressed, period. I pulled over to the side of a street, couldn't stop crying, like knew there was something more for me in my life and yeah. really could not look at myself in the mirror, like didn't recognize myself, wanted, wanted a way out. And it was honest, like that's, yeah. you know, honest for me. Would you say that that's how you advise? Because what I see a lot is like, hey, you want to make six figures? And I'm like, yeah. oh my God, no one talks like that. Yeah. But exactly. then at the end, at the same time, the reason I'm genuinely asking is because you mm-hmm. do want to be clear though, what the heck it is, right? Like it is, yeah. it does need to be about the other person. And so uh, over the years, I've kind of learned how to balance it all. So without yeah. giving away my big reveal, what would you say in terms of being authentic and maybe yep. saying the kind of things that people wouldn't assume you should say or not? Yeah. No, I love that you do that where you're like, take a deep breath, grab your phone and type out your story. Another thing that you can do that, just a different angle or way to do that, grab your phone, click the record button and just record yourself speaking it out. And you can also, I use a drafts that's a free app to iOS app. So I can just speak into it and it transcribes what I'm saying right then and there, pull that into a Google doc and you can just start editing it for ad copy. Now it's drafts. Yeah. Drafts. Yeah. So once we've caught their attention authentically, not with like, Hey, want to, you know, want to hit seven figures in the next two weeks? Like, no, you catch their attention authentically. And then I like to call it like you're minding the gap, you know, like, you know, over in the UK, they're like, mind the gap, please mind the gap. Um, <laughs> so that's where you get into the story. You want to connect with them, right? So what you just said, Kathy, you're going to connect with and attract the people that you want to attract through that approach. The people that want that six figures or whatever. I mean, we all want that, right? But like the people that are like, yeah, six figures, you're going to repel those people. That's a good thing. We want to repel the people that we don't want. And we want to, we want to attract our people, if you will. Yeah. And so once we caught that caught attention, then we can get into understanding where they're at. Introduce yourself, right? Like, Hey, I'm (laughs) Kathy. And then you can go into your story there. Like what a concept, right? Again, it's being authentic And then you want to show them that you understand where they're at right now, but also poke into the future and show them what's possible. And I don't mean that from like scammy, you know, like used cars, been nothing against used cars. Like that's just that kind of, it's like showing them what's possible in an authentic way. Right. So again, 
you're speaking to that aspiring podcaster and letting them know what's possible to have this amazing podcast and you get to reach people all over the world and have a major impact and et cetera, et cetera. So that's where you're sharing your story. And then you just authentically give them a call to action. Like, what do you want them to do? Like click this link or, you know, click the learn more button below to grab your free checklist. Mm-hmm. So many, it sounds so obvious, but most people forget to put a call back. You got to tell people what they, what you want them to do. So you're putting some structure to right. what you're writing in the ad. Right. So speaking of the call to action, yep. you have said a couple of times you've been calling back to a lead magnet. Yep. If you had to choose where to spend money on Facebook ads, and let's say you're just starting and you want to be conservative about it. Would you say run ads to grow to your list with an opt-in so that you could then email this list and offer or whatever? Or would Mm -hmm. you say run ads to a one-time masterclass slash webinar or a five-day sprint, five-day challenge? What what would you say if you're just starting is the best use of that time and money? And we have a small budget? Yeah. Here's what I would do. I would run some video ad campaigns Again, grab your phone, short videos, like two minutes and under, like even a two minutes is a long video on, on like we know, like what's our attention span. Right. So short videos, I would create a couple of different videos where we're speaking to different quote unquote hooks or angles. Mm -hmm. You know, you could say, again, going back to the pot, like want to start a podcast, but have no idea where to start. And then you can talk about it real quick, but then you can begin that conversation on the vi- on the video with a different angle, if you will, and maybe create like two to three different videos. And you are, and we're going to talk about this in just a second, but you want to do video view campaigns. That's the objective. And then you want to, we're getting a little technical where you want to optimize for through play. It's called, it's spelled T-H-R-U play. And what that is on Facebook, it's a 15 second view. You want Facebook to show that video ad to people who are most likely to watch at least 15 seconds within your target audience. What this is doing, number one, is you get to create short videos with, and you get to test different hooks, if you will, like what's resonating most, right? Looking to start a podcast, but have no idea where to start. Like that could be one. And then you have a couple more. You get to test your messaging, if you will in the video with you speaking, it's a great way for you to connect. You know, we connect on video much better, obviously than a picture. And then you get to test target audiences. So if we're targeting, you know, whatever target audience that we come up with, well, is that good or did that work or not? Now, what I mean by work is, and and this is where I'd start with this, like brand new is test some different videos but it's going to cost you literally pennies for a video view. Like you might pay four cents for a video view, right? And then at the end of that video, you could absolutely have a call to action over to your lead magnet. But the whole point of the video is to A, test your messaging and test your hook, if you will, and then B, test your different target audiences. Because you might dial in on like, oh, this this hooked really well, this hook worked really well and whatever, targeting Seth Godin, that was great. 
Okay. But this target audience over here didn't work very well. And we can do that literally spending a couple of dollars a day. So budget right there, not very high. Right. Then once we've done our testing through that, then I would say move into building our audience through lead magnet. Okay. If you're really good with a webinar, if you're doing webinars and you, you, you feel comfortable putting it together, I love building your list through a webinar. That's what I did for years. That's how I like for the first five years of the business, that's all I did was I ran ads to webinars and I just, that's how I built my list. And what was your offer at the end of the webinar? Purchase my program. And was it like a hundred, 200, 500? How much did it cost at the time? The first year for that first offer was 497 for the program, like go through it yourself. And then I offered a 997 VIP quote unquote, where they got some coaching from me, but then yeah, and I've had all kinds of, I mean, I've done beta offers where it was like, I think, I think it was like 247 or something. And I was going to be selling it for like 497. So yeah, whenever you do like a your testing, right? This is one of the biggest, I don't know if you talk about this, Kathy, but like, guys, if you're creating a course, for example, please, 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 please do not create the course until you sell it. I just had somebody join Accelerator where and I had him on the podcast. He wasted $5,000. He hired a special developer to build out his, right. his website platform, his uh, course platform. And he spent, I think it was like nine months putting the course together. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to put it out there. And nobody bought, nobody. And it was a 197 offer. Hmm. And then finally, he's like, well, I'm just going to cut it and cut it in half to sell it for $97. And I'm going to offer it to my friends. He had one buddy purchase it. He wasted nine months. He wasted $5,000 building this thing out. And he made $97 selling it to a buddy. Yeah. That's so devastating. That. Yeah. yeah. That's why yeah. I always say like, don't go shoot all these modules. Like start beta yes. testing, do like a yes three hour workshops, see what people liked, what they didn't like, ask them what next questions they have. Make sure that you're on the right track. You might start out teaching podcasting and realize people really just want vocal coaching or who knows I'm making it up, but there there's so much data that we just skip over and we can prevent. So I want to ask you a question. I want to zoom out from Facebook ads for a second, because we just went really, it was so good. And people were actually like loving the details. Um, (laughs) But I want to zoom out for a second because what you said at the end, I think is even more compelling than how brilliant you are about Facebook ads, which is when you said at the end, what I really want to do is help people make a bigger impact and make more money working less, right? Having more quality of life. What would you say is one of the most essential ways then to structure your business so that you have more daylight with your doing what you really want? Work backwards. So just to give you like a concrete example, one of my coaching students, she said, and she was already successful, right? She already had a million dollar business, but I mean, she's got how many kids? She had five kids. Mm -hmm. She had a ton going on. She said, I want to scale my business, but I want to work no more than 20 hours a week. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's like, okay, awesome. We have a place like, all right. So it's like, all right, where do you want to get to in revenue? And you have 20 hours a week. We work backwards from that. 
So we like talk about like being ruthless with your time. It's like, what are the things that have to be done within the parameters of the time constraints that we have? And I don't even want to call them time constraints because again, mindset thing, we often say, I only have this much time during the week. Well, what if we looked at it like it's exactly enough time in order to build whatever it is I want to build, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, because the whole like, oh, you have to work 16 hours a day in order to do that, in order to be successful, we can list off a million examples of people who are doing that and are not making any money in their business. So it's just not true. And so I would start there. What is the goal that you want to get to? What's the revenue goal? And then you can look at, okay, what's like a price point that somebody might be selling here? Most of them are really just starting, but maybe sure. it's like 97, okay. 397, 500, maybe most, something like that. Okay. So I just see Katie, it says 497 a month. That's um, great, Katie. I love that. So 497 a month in coaching, amazing. Okay, well, what if our goal is whatever, 100 or yeah, let's say $100,000 or $50,000. We just work backwards like, all right, 497 a month is 500 500 bucks a month times 12, that's $6,000 a year, right? From one client, how many clients do I need to make or do I need to have in order to hit 50k or 100k? So it's all numbers and you just work backwards from there. And then we say, okay, again, how many hours do you have to work? Do you have allotted to run your business and grow your business? Okay, we have 20 hours, we have 25 hours, we have whatever it is, 30 hours. Great, I know my numbers. Now let's look at, all right, what do I need to do to quote unquote, get the word out about me? So i.e. marketing, how do I attract our, my audience? So podcast, videos, Facebook Live, whatever it is that we're doing, we want a consistent strategy to be attracting our audience. So it's like you're prioritizing within those that time that you have to build the business up to the point, because now you have numbers, you have concrete numbers that quote unquote need to happen if you want to achieve your goal, right? But then it's about, all right, everything else, like creating images in Canva, these are all things that we can literally put on Fiverr, for example, and spend a few bucks and get somebody else to do. And does that make sense? Because I yeah. want to add one more thing to that. Go ahead. We often talk all about our goal, right? Like, oh, I want to hit whatever it is, $40,000 $40, or $50,000, or I want to retire my husband. I've had lots of those people. I love that goal as a why. I love it. I love it. All right, cool. So what does that look like? How much needs to happen? How much do you need to make in order for that to happen? And so what we can do with that is say, let's just say my goal is I want to make $100,000. Well, what happens is number one, where's that number coming from? Is an actual real number based on the lifestyle that you want to create and what your monthly expenses are as a family and that type of stuff? If it is, hopefully it is. Most people pull that number we're at like just, oh, hundred grand or whatever. No, have a real true reason behind it because then you can start to put that together. Meaning like working backwards from there, the, the amount of time. But guys, if you can reframe your goal setting of it's a goal, great. We have the end goal in mind. If we don't hit the goal, 
it's not because you're a failure. It's not because you don't know what you're doing. It's not because of any of that. If you think about it, like who am I becoming as the CEO of my business? You're all CEOs of your business. Who am I becoming as the CEO in the process of hitting that goal? Because I guarantee if you don't hit the $100,000 or whatever the goal is, you've learned a hell of a lot along the way. It's all so good. I, I, I think of all those things, I'm just curious for you because you, you, yep. you said podcasting, creating stuff on Canva, putting things out there. Which one yeah. for you, which activity has led you to the most in terms of revenue generating? Can you see this? Right here, podcast, 100%. So I've been podcasting now for seven years. This one, Art of Online Business, used to be called The Art of Paid Traffic. Started that five years ago, and we don't do Kathy Heller numbers <laughs> on the podcast, but we do pretty well, right? But I can tell you very, very without hesitation that at least 80 to 90% of my paying customers are listeners of the podcast, hands down. So in that case, I look at it as an umbrella. Podcast sits at the top of the business. And then everything else filters down from there, meaning paying customers and stuff like that. It makes it very clear on what I need to be focusing on in the <laughs> business, creating an amazing podcast, growing the podcast, and then fulfilling on what it is that I'm selling. So that's awesome. Cause we talked about, I'm obviously a huge proponent of podcasting. So when you have a podcast, connect the dots for them. You have a podcast. Mm -hmm. How does that podcast lead to your offer? Do you use the podcast to grow your list, which then you tell your list about your offer? What do you do? Yeah. What would you advise people yeah. to do with their podcast? So people do not take me up on my calls to action on my podcast from a lead magnet perspective, right? Like my call to action, for example, like go apply for accelerator. People do that. However, it's the long game that we're playing. Mm -hmm. Like I have people that have been listening for years mm -hmm. that are finally to the point where they apply for this program, right? But it's like, you know, and the other thing too, just a caveat on that, for those of you guys who are podcasting, don't, I hope you don't feel like, because I do too, don't feel like that you're mentioning whatever you want people to do, whatever the call to action is too much. And what I mean by that, especially if you're batching episodes, like let's say you do four episodes in a day, it's going to feel like you're overselling <laughs> quote unquote, your call to action. But we have to remember that number one, we just created four episodes. We didn't have four calls to action within one episode. And then again, not everybody's going to listen to every episode you put out. So I had people apply for the program and they said, I was been waiting for it to open. I, and it's been, you know, it's open enrollment, right? I had, they were like, I didn't even know it was open. i finally, I heard you say on the podcast <laughs> and I was like, oh, you mean if I mention it more people to actually do it? Uh, yes. Crazy concept. Right. And so, yeah, it's consistency. I do two Wednesdays and Fridays. Like if I miss a Wednesday or Friday, I'm going to hear it from people. They know. So consistency is number one. But then, yeah, have a call to action to, you know, go download something or, you know, go to my free Facebook group or I have a free training series coming up or whatever it is. Yeah, put the call to action in there. Um, and another great thing to do is like, if you have an audience, like you can be an affiliate for like 
you know, ClickUp, for example, project management tool. I love it. So like that could be my quote sponsor and ClickUp isn't sponsoring the podcast, but like it's my affiliate link. So I could talk about it authentically and say, Hey, go check this out. So there's lots of different things you can do there, but definitely have a call to action towards something that you've got going on in your business. Where do you want people to go based on what you're doing in the business? This was so good. Tell us where we can find your podcast, where we can find your accelerator information, all the things. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's called The Art of Online Business. I'm on all the podcast platforms. Uh, We publish Wednesdays and Fridays. Fridays are my quote-unquote quick tip episodes and generally about 20 minutes and under. So please subscribe to the show there. That'd be amazing. Instagram at Rick Mulready and then rickmulready.com is my website. By the way, when you see that website, literally that website is from November. That's like five months ago and I love it. But I, seven years into the business, then I have a nice website. So amazing. You are delightful. This was so, so helpful. Thank you you for giving us so much extra time. Thank you so much. That was so much fun. Rick is unbelievably generous with his knowledge. By the way, if you want to watch this episode or any other episodes, you can go to the Kathy Heller YouTube channel because we have all of the episodes there. All right, now here are the takeaways. Number one, you can make a lot of money and have a big impact without working yourself to death. Be an example for what is possible. Number two, you are you. You're unique in your you-ness. No one can take that away. Number three, your ideal customer is usually a past version of yourself. Number four, stop overthinking it. You have a way to help people focus on getting one customer. Number five, catch your audience's attention authentically and mind the gap. Show that you understand where they're at right now, poke into the future, show them what's possible and give them a call to action. Number six, know your numbers. Figure out how much do you want to make? How many hours can you allocate and work backwards? And number seven, if you don't hit your goal, it's not because you're a failure. It's about who you're becoming in the process of hitting that goal. Okay. Now we're going to celebrate some of our made to do this alumni. Brenda said, I held an alumni reunion for my clients that completed my 12 week group program. It was amazing. I expect my Wise Woman Salon membership to double in enrollment and we will see how this takes off. Oh, and I got two more clients for my next 12-week group program and I hired a VA. Oh my gosh, Brenda, this is just so cool. Congrats, congrats. That is just so awesome. I'm so excited for you and all the women whose lives are being changed because of your membership, your community that you're building. Way to go. Let's all give Brenda some love. Her website is womenatpause.com. All right, here's the next win. Lizzie Tangui said, I taught a moonwriting workshop with astrologer and fellow made to do this alum, Jolie Knott. So fun exploring our stories and natal charts with some fabulous women. Here's to collaboration and being open to unexpected opportunities. Lizzie, this is awesome. It always lights me up to hear how many of our made to do this students are collaborating and supporting one another. It's such a special group. I love each and every one of you. I can't wait to see where these unexpected opportunities are going to take you. If you want to check out Lizzie's work, you can go to her website, lizzietengui.com. That's L-I-Z-Z-T-N-G-U-A-Y.com. All right, now it's time to announce today's giveaway winner. We are giving away amazing swag every Monday and Thursday. If you would like the cutest hoodie or a mug, all you have to do is leave a review for the podcast on Apple Podcasts, or just go onto your Instagram stories and talk about your favorite episode or your favorite takeaway from this podcast and tag me at kathy.heller. Today's winner is RS44. Here's what they said. Great guests. Kathy does an amazing interview that brings her guest thoughts to the surface. Her Harry Connick Jr. show warmed this former NOLA girl's heart. Thank you so much. And thank you all for listening. I know that this is literally your time and it's the most valuable thing that you'll ever have. So I'm so grateful that I get to spend it with you. Thank you for being here. Don't forget, I'm doing a workshop tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard 
matter of time, you can sign up at kathyheller.com slash confidence code. We're going to be talking about the three ways to overcome imposter syndrome and step into your purpose. I'd love to see you guys there. If you want more awesome episodes like this one, subscribe to the podcast because it's free to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and leave us a rating and a review if you want a chance to win in the giveaway. Last thing I want to ask you is, was this episode helpful? Did you learn something new? If so, can you think of one person who would enjoy this? If the answer is yes, then text it to them or post about the show on your Instagram and tag me at kathy.heller and I'll repost a few and tag Rick at Rick Mulready because he will be so touched to know that this conversation is making a difference. I'm going to leave you guys with a song of mine. And because we do an episode every weekday, I'll be talking to you tomorrow. I could use a fresh coat of paint. 